yourself. Hey, everybody. It's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me, as always, is the bally pinball machine to my stern, Bradford Omen. Hey, that's me. Ding, 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 bang, 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 tilt, tilt, tilt. Okay, the, the, you had it up until the tilt, tilt, tilt part. I will give you that. Bally machines don't tilt? I mean, they do, but they don't say tilt, tilt, tilt. Well, I can't. I can't. say. I can't just, light up. No, people, people don't see that on the podcast. Like, burr, burr. Oh, that okay. would be like the tilt sound. It's like a frog or death. It, honestly, it kind of does. Burr, burr, burr. And Nate, you can, you know what, buddy? You're the, you're the spooky. I thought Bally was a gym. <laughs> <laughs> you're the spooky pinball. These are pinball pinball machine makers. What is what, what I'm doing? What is it? Spooky just sounds like mean. They, they made like the new Halloween. I don't even know what that seems like a real niche company. Yeah, exactly. They are. They are. They really are. Spooky. Do they only make scary? Yeah, horror pinball. No. Alex. Alex Pappas is here. Alex, you're you're the Jersey Jack. Uh, That sounds great. (laughs) And you know why? Because you're responsible for Willy Wonka. All right. And I know that you've got a lot of questions and answers about the Willy Wonka trailer that we will get to later. You know what's funny? The Willy Wonka pinball machine. Isn't nearly as bad as the new trailer for the new Whoa, Willy Wonka movie. Whoa! Spoiler alert, dude, dude. Here comes a hot take: Melton chocolate. <laughs> okay. I, just so the listener to give him a, a little shoulder. Yeah, I was going to say I don't know how to describe what you just. It's did. called a shoulder shimmy, and I'm proud of it. You have been watching way too much Taylor Swift. Mm. Is that is that even possible? Yeah, I believe that it is. She never goes out of style, guys. It's go flicks yourself. <laughs> It's a new episode. Alex Pappas is our guest. Welcome, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Nate Laux, Bradford Oman, Ben Conowitz, in your ears. Even what, though what, you are you, probably, what are you doing? Are you doing like a radio yeah, show now? What, what is it? Even though what you is don't it? want us here, to be. Here we are, 103.7. We're going to rock out today. We've got a top 10 for you. We're starting off with Journey in <laughs> your <laughs> ears. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but Journey is going to be at the Laporte Civic Center downtown playing all the hits <laughs> this <laughs> summer. <laughs> all the hits. Any way you want it. That's the way you need it, right here on 107 Whatever. <laughs> Journey rhymes uh, you with you in separate ways and uh, is responsible, I think, for the first time my dad ever made me like, pee while laughing as a child because the song came on the radio and my dad just launched into this epic bit where he tore down Journey for writing separate ways. Like, they rhyme you with you over and over again. Like, they're proud of it. And like, oh, I can still to this day, whenever I anyone mentions Journey, the first thing that I think of is... Yeah, leave it to your dad to ruin one of Journey's best songs. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, we can cut all that. Anyway. <laughs> Ben's just mad because we made fun of his radio yeah, voice. Yeah, I am. Okay, I can make fun of some of Hey, everybody! <laughs> you son of a bitch! Well, uh, the, welcome to the TV show podcast that we're all doing now. No one even brought up TV Seriously. shows yet. You, did nobody the, you do to... this to yourself. Yeah, no, you... Nobody likes a suffering servant, dude. Just just get over <laughs> it. <laughs> a suffering servant. Oh, I've never really heard that before. It's a Bible thing. It must be a Bible thing. I don't know. Not... No. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. Peanut Gallery Bailey, thank you for being here as well. That will take her nod of approval. Uh, it's a nod anyway. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> uh, before we get to our, our, our main sponsor, we've got a sub-sponsor today. Nova Basement Systems provided one AA battery for our equipment 25%. Tonight. 25% so, of the fair, power. To be fair, they don't know about it. They, yeah, <laughs> we, but they did. Uh, so Mike Flores, friend of the pod. Thanks, buddy. We appreciate it. But Brad, Brad Oman, you told me that you had to come into my house early and put the sponsor in the refrigerator. Yeah, and I didn't do that because I... <laughs> 
I just decided I was going to come back and get it after we went to the restaurant, and we didn't even have to go to the restaurant. But that's we a whole were supposed other... to meet for dinner beforehand, Outside, yeah. and the and just restaurant was closed. <laughs> so I, but so I, I went back to my of house. Us do any pre work as regular <laughs> listeners know? Yeah, you, we you don't. Know, we're not prepared at all. Well, you know, guys, uh, like I, I mentioned Wonka before, and we're going to talk about the new Wonka trailer later. Uh, but of course, I, I, I want I want to find out, you know, from you what what's what's your favorite chocolate memory? <sighs> not everything's a memory, Brad. What kind of what, what's the chocolate that that brings warm feelings to your heart? You know, the, it's it's by now it, it's just it's it, it, this is stale. No, no, move the, on, move on. Chocolate get, doesn't get stale. No, get, it melts. Get it gets dry. Bit. It gets dry and cracked. Doesn't get stale. Though. Would you rather have a York peppermint patty or a Snickers bar? Snickers. Snickers. Oh, I love York. Ugh. Over Snickers? Candy toothpaste? That's that's no, the direction no. you go. I love a mint. I love a mint chocolate that's toothpaste. Mix. I like toothpaste. chocolate mint too, but if I'm gonna choose between a Snickers and a York, I'm not gonna go with the York. My um What's the candy the, that makes you choose a York? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Sort of. What? Circus peanut? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh those Can- candy those, corn. Yeah. Oh. Circus peanut was Nate's nickname in college. <laughs> <laughs> My uh, my grandfather gave me a York right before he died. And so, oh, okay. Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh, always defend the York. <laughs> no, that's your impression. Oh, sorry, that's, that's me. That, that's you. Finn's impression of me. <laughs> I want a York peppermint patty on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> so, Ben, you don't have a warm chocolate memory? Yeah, I, um, you know what? <laughs> Let me see here, buddy. I'll I'll help you out here. Uh, yeah, my my warmest chocolate memory. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, warmest chocolate. Uh, no, uh, I, I, you know what? I will tell you. When I was a kid, uh, uh, my babysitter Lori would make the meanest uh, uh, chocolate milkshake. It was vanilla ice cream and with just a shit ton of Hershey's syrup uh-huh. and in the blender, and it was it's delicious. Nice. Doesn't okay. that's my favorite chocolate memory? Doesn't your like future aunt or something make her own chocolate? Yeah, syrup? yeah. Joan Baez. Joan Baez, my, my future aunt. Uh, no, um, Brittany's uh, like longtime family friend Mandy makes Mandy. Her, makes her own Mandy's candy makes her own homemade Mandy's chocolate candy. sauce. That is, whew, is it, it called is. Mandy's candy? No, it's just called Mandy's homemade chocolate. Well, sauce. Oh she no, Mandy's she candy. missed it. Yeah. yeah, ask her if you will for us if she's willing to change that name. Like I'll, how committed she I'll is. provide. The I mean, LLC she doesn't for her. she doesn't have like an official name. For no, no, her. exactly. Like, she's said, she's she not she's one. not bottling it and selling. Well, Ben's looking for a new business. Yeah, she wants a partner. I'll get into it. I'll be her Wonka Willie. <laughs> oh, oh sorry. No. It came out. No, yes. it came out and I I you just, you you're you in time out. It. You're in time I'm, out. I'm, you can't, I'm sorry. You're so, I didn't like, mean it like you're that. You're such a chauvinist, you do it on accident. Bailey gagged. I didn't mean it. And not on your Willie. <laughs> ew, ew. Ew. Well, good work. <laughs> anyway, Alex Pappas, what is the last movie that you saw? No, no, hold on. We're oh, still talking about the, the Churro Kit Cat, oh everybody. Oh, God. It was we didn't great. even say what it was. It's a Churro Kit Cat. That we just tried. You can get this at Walmart right now, either in little packs or in the normal candy bar size. And how you how you feeling about the churro Kit Kat? Bailey's shaking her head like she just ate a, mu- a not, mustard marshmallow. It's, it's, did you try it? It's not that bad. I didn't think it was that bad. Do you not like the Mexicans? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true. She you, preferred the, the Wonka's Willie joke, like though, you. for sure. Uh, you don't, do you not like churros, though? This just was fine. It was there was nothing good it was about fine. this. It was fine. Honestly, what we've it, had really bad things. That wasn't a really bad thing. So I don't think that it necessarily tastes like a churro, but I think it tastes like cinnamon toast crunch chocolate. You know what it is? It's like, hey, I just had a Kit Kat bar and something was off about it. 
That's what it tastes like. Yeah, I would prefer a regular Kit Kat yeah. over the churro yes. Kit Kat. What if? Would you prefer a York peppermint patty over a Kit Kat? Yeah, every time. Now, would you prefer? So, what is the peppermint what, churro? Yeah, what's, yeah, what's wrong <laughs> with your mouth? What, no. What, also, what's the thing that you would prefer over? Guys, I, I want patty? you to know that I am old enough to know that I buy hard candies. <laughs> you have Werther's in he's your got a pocket, pocket right? <laughs> he's, got those, he's got those candies that have like the, stro- the, straw- have the, the strawberry wrapper. But I do get Actually, like I don't hard, mind hard candy mints that I carry with me. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <coughs> do you have the candies that like the butterscotch and the gold wrappers where it's like... No. N- oh, the Werther's originals? No, no, no. You want a There's butter- no label on these. Oh, no, no, no. No, because I, I'm, I'm a fancy boy. You want a butterscotch? I, I do like uh, fancy Nate things. Lokes. You want a butterscotch? So if I was ever going to do butterscotch, what but... is that voice? I'm Nate Lowe. You want a butterscotch? That sounds like the... that, that's not even close to being me. Yeah. That sounds like Nate Lowe. No, that no. Like... my impression of you is spot on. I'm Nate Lowe. You want a butterscotch? No, you sound like a, a tiny mouse. I'm Nate, I'm Nate Lowe. If you was a mouse, you want a butterscotch? I can't even understand what you're saying. And here's the thing: is I don't even like butterscotches, so that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like a yolk, pepper, like, Wow, Alex, what do you think about Alex, the, the churro Kit Kat? What did you think about the churro Kit Kat? It, it, uh, they're correct. It was fine. It tastes like someone wanted to make a churro Kit Kat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's Somebody it wanted like. to make one. So, so, so it sounds exactly like they succeeded. Like they yeah, no, they did. They, they succeeded in creating a product that nobody wants, but it's fine. It does. It does feel like it does not feel any gap that we had in life. It wasn't like anyone was out there like you know what the world needs churro Kit Kat. Obviously, somebody we'll was it. because it's here and there we are. I look forward eventually to the movie about the guy who fake invented Shiro Kit <laughs> So we'll get one. Speaking of movies, finally, Brad. <laughs> hey, Alex, what's the last movie you saw, buddy? Uh, the last movie that I watched last night, I watched uh, 3,000 Years of Longing with Idris Elba and Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Tw- Tilda Swinton. Idris Elba. One of them's a grammatical Tilda Swinton. Thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. What'd you think? Uh, it was really good. So uh, it's. Uh, it's about a, a woman, a literary professor, who finds a genie bottle. Idris Elba plays the genie. It's essentially like a bottle episode. It takes place mainly in their hotel ah, room. Bottle. Right? Got it. Uh, <laughs> uh, with, with like flashbacks to the genie's life. Uh, it, it doesn't stick the landing. I think it kind of just ends. But it's interesting. Uh, the conceit is she's a literary professor who like specializes in these ancient myths and she has like encyclopedic knowledge of like humanity's interaction with genies. And so she doesn't want to wish. She doesn't want to get involved because genie wishes are always monkey paw related, right? Right, right. And so her, her thing is like the Idris Alba has to kind of convince her to make a wish, lead her down this path. She doesn't really want to do it. I can't tell how many of the decisions in it were intentional, but like she's I'm, very. Like as far as the script? Well, yeah. And like in the, in the way that it's presented, because up until. The ending, I think it really does work very well, um, but it's it's very academic. She's academic about everything. It's sexy, but in like an academic way, like not in. It's not a visceral smash through the wall, wind blowing everywhere. We're we're making love. It's like a biting glasses. It's kinda. like a. It's like a. Well, we're in the past. Here's some boobies. It's it's sexy. He's a sexy genie, but it feels like a. It feels like how a literary He's prof- a sexy genie. It feels like how a literary professor would experience a you know, experience a world that she can't find, right? Like she's been she's nebbish, she's bookish, she's locked in this world of fantasy, and so then even when she's in this world of fantasy, the fantasy itself is still kind of carpentalized and safe and put together in is ways this a, that is this a romance novel that they turned into a movie? I do think it was that a book. It certainly it certainly feels like a book that was turned into a movie. 
Uh, it's very small, but it's still well done. Idris Elba is great. He gets to be British, which he doesn't get to do as often as I think he wants to. Sure. Uh, he's definitely smoldering throughout the whole thing. It's, it is very well written. Like I said, the ending just kind of... Like I said, it just kind of trails off. It doesn't really give you a solid kind of resolution that maybe you're looking for. But at the same time, uh, it does kind of work as like a like a modern interpretation of the genie stuff. Genie okay. wishes so and stuff like that. Are you guys going to sit here and honestly tell me that Tilda Swinton doesn't scare you guys? Oh, no. She definitely scares me at times. Yeah, she can scare you. Just in general, she scares me. Not like, all the time. Sometimes I think she's funny. Like in what? Uh, like in Wes Anderson movies, or okay. in um, yeah, I guess, uh, I, like if if there was any famous actress or actor that was like standing in the corner of my room in the middle of the night, <laughs> I would least like it to be Tilda Swinton. No, and if I saw Tilda Swinton, I would be very intimidated and scared of her. Yeah. like in in just, I bet she's a sweetheart. Of I think a person. John Malkovich would be worse. <laughs> Steve Buscemi. <laughs> In the corner, I, no, because I just feel like it, it, no, because I know Steve Buscemi's nice. Even in the darkest of darks, though, Tilda Swinton would just like be like a po- it's like a powder. That's looking, what I'm saying. You know, right? it'd, be, it'd be like a beacon of light in the room. She's funny she's in this. So pale. Is she funny? Yeah, she is. She's funny in this. It's, but again, it's it's a very marked, well written, erudite kind of funny. Like yep. you know, is, for somebody who doesn't have a lot of time to watch stuff on their own because you have three kids and whatnot, this is a movie that I was surprised you went out of your way to watch. That's actually why I chose it because it didn't have any to throw me off. Yeah, well, it didn't no. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, Brad will never suspect that I would watch this. Uh, no, it didn't have any explosions. It didn't have any superheroes. It didn't have uh, any like war thoughts. There wasn't anybody like you know. There was there was it was just a very For interesting the, kind rec- of story. Do you recommend it? Because I I've seen this actually. I've seen the poster of this. Like, oh yeah, things. especially if you're coupled up, I would totally okay. like put the kids away and watch this one it's breezy it's quick it's it's smart if you have ever read a story then like it fits that mold for the really same well. reason ben doesn't read but i do for the same reason that you wanted to throw breads off bread off i watched porkies now <laughs> let me tell you <laughs> the shower scene wow porkies is rough these days <laughs> yeah it's really I didn't age is bad it. yeah but uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, 3,000 Years Along is directed by George Miller, who directed a little movie you might have heard of called Mad, Mad Max, Max Fury Road and all of the other I was going to say, all, all of the Mad Max yeah. movies. Uh, that's insane. And uh, Babe Pig in the City. Mm-hmm. And Happy Feet. He's a weird guy. Now, Brad, <laughs> what's the <laughs> last movie? That's quite a career. That is. That's, a, that's, a, that's a called running the gamut. Uh, Brad, last movie you saw, buddy? Uh, the last movie I saw was Pixar's Elemental. Oh, yeah! I, I, I was critical of that here. Uh, I think Ben and I were both. Mm-hmm. Were, yeah. How yeah. was it? It's great. It's really good. Um, it wait, is. Wait, wait. Which is it? Is it great or is it really good? Both. They, it's the same thing. Um, the uh, <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> not, not the same. Really thing, good but... can mean great. Great. It's 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 a fantastic. But movie. you really enjoyed it. It is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> no, it is very good though. It is. Um, it, it's. Uh, it's not like. Your typical picture movie usually has some kind of like bigger adventure element to it. And this is very much a straightforward romantic comedy where the story is focused on Ember and Wade uh, who are made of fire and water. So they don't have to like journey to the mountaintop to discover the pearl that'll bring right, their family exactly. together. Right, yeah. exactly. Because the thing that brings them together is that he discovers that her her dad's convenience store in the middle of Firetown is not up to code because he kind of rebuilt it himself. And so uh, she has to stop all these like tickets from going through to get them shut down uh, or else, you know, like his, you know, whole livelihood goes up. Like that's the, the whole connection. They're trying to stop 
you know, that from happening essentially. Um, so, but like the whole thing is just about their relationship and the chemistry between them is, you know, just great. And the animation is beautiful. It's just a really lovely romance. And I just, I, I absolutely adored it. Like, and it's, there's a lot more going on than what you would immediately see as the proxy of like fire and water people and race mixing. Yeah. It's, that's kind of what I thought it was going to be almost too yeah. paint by numbers. Like, and it's, and it's not because like, even though it is like what you would expect a, a typical romance, there's also, there's a lot of under underlying things that don't make it just about race like there's no my favorite thing about it is that fire people water people uh you know cloud people earth earth people they're not one of them is a proxy for a single race or or ethnicity they all like have different aspects of a variety of different different ethnicities. It would be really weird if they chose that route and like the cloud people are just straight up Russian <laughs> for sure. Yeah. And like the 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 fire people are the ones who are made to be the the outcasts, like they're the like uh, immigrants because they're the, the element that arrived or like basically evolved last to become part of it, and no one really knows how to like fit them in because the fire is naturally destructive. Too, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it really like the larger thing is just kind of like. The idea of what it's like to be in a, to live in a world that it isn't made to like cater to you. So, Brad, that, where where it, like you are inherently an outsider. What race would that be then? Wow, <laughs> Ben, you would know better than I would. Because Just answer the question. You constantly judge so, people. Just throw it out there. Out, out of the last, you know, Pixar movies, we've got Lightyear, Turning Red, Luca, Soul, Onward, Toy Story Four. Would you say it's probably other than maybe Toy Story Four? And I, I liked I like Soul. Is it probably one of the better ones in the last couple of years? Uh, yeah, I mean, I I I like almost all of those movies, you know, pretty pretty well. I think Onward is a bit of a misfire. I think um, uh, Lightyear Lightyear is not that great, but yeah, I think all the other ones are are pretty damn good. Um, this one this one just feels it, it just hits a little bit different because okay. it fe- it feels like it is a little more. I don't know, ma- mature, I guess. Um, but I and I was in, a, but I was in a theater that had some younger kids in it, and they weren't, you know, bored or anything by any means. Like they weren't like suddenly talking or like, when's it over or anything like that. Like going to the theater with Ben. He's, I, he's always like that, you know. Like in the middle of the movie, it's like, are we done now? Why aren't the clouds rushing? <laughs> always, no matter what movie it is, too. He's always, <laughs> always I, about I, the fucking I clouds. I saw. I saw. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Goodwill Hunting, and I was like, "Why aren't the clouds rushing?" <laughs> it was just—it's a weird comment to make, but I make it. Yeah, he got kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as, uh, and the best thing about uh, Elemental right now too is. Uh, it didn't necessarily uh, have a huge opening weekend or anything like that. It was on the lower end of Pixar's box office, but it has long legs because it re- just recently passed 300 million at the box office. Oh, good. It is the second highest. 300 million. Mm-hmm, it is the second highest grossing uh, Disney animated movie since Frozen Two. And uh, it's just the it's the, funny because I've not heard anything about it. Honestly. Yeah, and that's that's why the three hundred million surprised yeah. me. I really haven't. The drop each weekend at the box office has not been very big either. So like people continue to like keep seeing it, and the word of mouth is going well. So that just goes to show you, make a good movie. Well, make a good movie, and also stop you know relying so much on opening weekend before you like abandon a movie. Like give a movie time to yeah, like, it's, find its audience. It's number nine right now worldwide for yep. the year. Um, so that's wow. pretty good. I thought it was fine. Did you see it? Yeah. You didn't like it? I thought it was fine. Was it like a Kit Kat churro? It was fine. It was actually a lot like a Kit Kat churro. It felt like a, somebody made. You're like, oh my God, uh, why don't just make Inside this. Out? And they're like, mm, no, I don't know. We're going to do it a little different. Uh, it was. I, it, You're not somebody who I feel like has a, a, a I don't know, the kind good of. Good taste in the movies. The kind of heart that appreciates a movie like this. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> I mean, for me, I mean, sorry, for me, Alex. it felt like. Like, I think romance is dead for you. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. It felt like. 
uh, God, it, like, it felt like a lot like Zootopia, and it felt a lot like the See, Brave Little that's Toaster. That's what I was afraid but, of in the but, trailer. But it, uh, but it doesn't. It doesn't though. It has a lot more, I think, going on than Zootopia does. Because I think Zootopia it takes the easier way out when it I comes like to the, the story, story of Zootopia a lot better uh, than I like the story. Of Did Bone you like Nicole? the world of Zootopia better that they created? Uh, like the like that, the sloth or the DMV because it's slow. Everything that everything that exists in a fantasy universe, I usually like, and I liked Elemental's world building the most. Mm-hmm. I liked that more than probably anything else. The world building is amazing. The world building is great. The story was fine. He's right. It's a really good romance. It is a really good romance, but I don't know. It doesn't, like, I didn't need it as a 39-year-old adult. Like, it didn't, he's right in the sense that maybe I'm not the person who this movie speaks to, but I didn't need this movie. And my kids enjoyed it, but they will never, ever ask me to watch it again. Never one time will this ever movie ever come up again, Uh, which is fine. Uh, but uh, like I said, it was fine. Like I don't have anything negative to say about it. It, it was the voice acting was pretty good. The world of it. Like, was Dad, great. put Showgirls on again. But <laughs> I mean, I've watched. Uh, but like you know, like I I had more fun at Super Mario Brothers, even though it was the worst movie, because it was sure. it was more fun for me and my kids. Uh, so I saw a few movies this week. I saw a movie that uh, Brad has talked about on the podcast before, called The Blackening, and it is this kind of. Would you call it a horror comedy? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so and I watched it last night. Did you watch it? Yep. I love this. It's film. great. It is one of probably my favorite films this year that I've seen. That to I, remind everybody, this the the premise is basically. Hey, oh, and no, go ahead. Question, Brad, gonna... Brad's actually better at, at summarizing films for me because I'm like, there was a something that happened in. Someone, someone found a hat, and uh, there were people. That every were movie, yeah. well, there was something that happened, and like, there's I don't a know, guy. I saw that, it like four days ago. How do I? And, and one guy was like, uh, uh-uh. uh, but the other uh-uh. person was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then there was a guy. <laughs> the guy did the thing. Anyway, I'm Nate Laux. So it's a slasher. Uh, there's this group of uh, friends who are gathering to celebrate Juneteenth in this cabin in the middle of nowhere. Um, and when they get there, they're forced to play this game that forces, they're, they're all black and tells them they have to choose who among them is, I just got that. <laughs> is the most black or else he's going to kill all of them. Uh, and so it, there's a lot of racial satire and commentary, a lot of and, cultural and, commentary yeah, and fun stuff that happens. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like scream, but with like a, a racial satirical edge to it. But that, that's, I mean. I don't know about you guys. You guys just watched it. Well, we know the first, about Ben. The first ten minutes, Come though, on. the first ten minutes, it was a little slow for me. Like I'm, I'm like, okay, what are we doing here? Where are we going? It just felt kind of like a slow lead up to a maybe a, a horror kind of cabin in the woods type of film. But then it just speeds up, and it's just it, it accelerates. It's so much there, fun. There is that scream vibe to it. Yep. It would, I won't. No spoilers because it just came out. But there's a there is a definitely a. Uh, a whodunit element a bit to it, and um, Diedrich Bader is in this film. Yeah, and he's he's a, a, a really Diedrich Bader is white for those of you. Yeah, that don't sorry. Know. Uh, he played uh, <laughs> Jed Clampett, and he also played. That's uh, his famous role. Honestly, a lot of our <laughs> listeners w- will know him. From no, but that. he play, but he plays the construction worker friend in the Office Space. Yeah, hey man. Yeah, Anne's on that chick looks like Anne's on Channel Nine and Rex Quando and Napoleon Dynamite. Oh yeah. yeah. So anyway. Uh, kind of a character actor, a comedian. Um, his interaction with uh, the the rest of the cast being black, there that's some of the best pull for racial humor that there is in the movie. Uh, it's very very good. There is, there, it's so well done, and it's it's just it was a, well acted, and a lot of fun. Like, oh, the acting was great, especially for actors I hadn't really known about. You know, yeah. they're not like. There's no major actor in here. There's a lot of up and coming kind of actors, but there's no major actors. Man, there's um, they were all. 
when an ensemble cast really works, yep, you know that's when the movie takes off, and this this cast really worked well together. So yeah, if you get a chance to see it, I am as listeners know, I'm not a huge horror fan. I love this film. Yeah, because it, it is more comedy than horror. It I is. Think. There's definitely some, and, sus- and the some horror is more suspense than it is, it is anything. But else. also, they're not. I don't know. Even even when they're doing that though, it still doesn't feel it's like a slasher, really right? really. It's, a it's, yeah, a slasher movie, but it doesn't really feel dreadful. Like oh, I really wonder what's going to happen. It's more like like it does feel a little bit more lighthearted as far as they're, they're yeah. It's definitely more comedic. Th- there's a there's. I don't know if I'd I, say lighthearted. I watched it with my 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 kids, um, and my daughter's like it's four kind of and all, seven. <laughs> no, <laughs> my daughter fifteen. It, she's like this is kind of more of a mystery movie as yeah. well because yeah. you're trying to figure out it's a whodunit a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But. Sorry, not not lighthearted, but more like. There, there's more soft edges when it comes to the, the jump scares and yep. things like that. It's not brutal or, or so crazy. the blackening. See it, yeah, well worth it. Yeah, it's uh, a, and it's a. I don't think it's in theaters anymore, but it's now available on yeah, VOD. You can so. do it on VOD. Yeah. Yep, uh, it'll probably be on one of the services soon. Uh, one of the HBO Max or something mm-hmm. like, or Max. Um, all right, the other one I saw. I, actually, I saw a couple, but uh, the Outlaws on Netflix. Uh, it stars Pierce Brosnan, Adam Devine. Oh wow, you Nia watched Dobrev that? And Ellen Barkin. Did you say I, Adam Devine? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. From Workaholics? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's a it's a, um, it, it, a Happy the, Madison production film. Oh, so, okay. Yep, oh, yep. yeah, it is. I don't need to say anymore. Next. <laughs> Did you see it, Alex? Uh, I saw the trailer twice. Yeah. Decent, okay, yeah. decent, Wait, twice? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because the Netflix, you know, they play sometimes oh, when you th- leave That's it what on. it was. Hey, you know what? <laughs> you can turn that feature off. Well. You know what? And there, there are some comedies where I only have to kind of like it to be like, okay, it, it, it was, um, I'm, I'm flipping Did you watch Netflix. the whole thing? Oh, I did. Um, <laughs> Richard Kind is in it, and he's the best part of it. Oh, um, yeah, Richard Kind. Oh, my yep. gosh. That might be enough to just like, no, suffer through it. It is. It, he interact he is almost Brosnan? enough. What's that? Does he interact with Pierce Brosnan? A little bit, okay, yeah. yeah. But I'll, but it's I'll, more I'll, he interacts uh, with, uh, his son is played by Adam Devine. It, it is, he, he's got some really great roles in there. It, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It was fine. It was like a Happy Madison production film. Where is this on Netflix? Yep. Yeah. Oh, interesting. I don't think I've even seen the trailer for this. It's, oh, yeah, it, it's basically they, they, Adam Devine finds out that his, his, uh, yeah, Pierce Brosnan. His in-laws are criminals. Criminals. Played they're by outlaws. Pierce Brosnan. Outlaws. They're outlaws. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that Patricia Clarkson? Is that the who's the who's the mom? Who's uh, the, the Ellen Barkin. Mom? Ellen Barkin. Have you uh, have you seen Vacation Friends? Is that with uh, John Cena? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I like, really like that. I like that one. Yeah. Th- that one's a better film because like that that feels like this kind of like that's not, a better film. Vacation like, Friends. Oh, it's, it's just a made for Hulu whatever. But comedy, I think Lil Rell is in that one. Yeah. Yeah. And he's in this one. Oh, oh! Right. Is it part right. of a shared multiverse. <laughs> the uh, third film I saw, I saw a lot. Uh, was the Machine by uh, Bert uh, Bert Kreischer's uh, stand up comedy bit turned into a film? Mark Hamill is did Bert. the trailer on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, it debuted on this podcast. It is, <laughs> it exclusively, been, it has been a it's long why no one saw time it. since I've turned a film off and I turned it off. Wow, Whoa. you didn't even finish it. Yeah. How, wait, how, how many minutes? In? How many minutes? Damn, in? or what percentage? I was probably about forty percent in. Really? See, when you're that far in, I don't shut it off. Oh no, I was, I was, I kept on debating though. Probably twenty percent <laughs> in. I'm like, no, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And I, in, in my head, I kept on saying, I'm not gonna bend this. I'm not gonna oh, bend this. You're not gonna turn it off and like go watch yeah, it later. Yeah, go back I, like, to the machine. Go back to yeah, it. No, or, yeah, no, no, I'm, like, no. I'm gonna do it. I'm you, gonna I'm do sorry, it. guys. You definitely could go back to the machine. That's the one movie you could go back <laughs> well, to. Well, the narrative has stopped for me. I don't know how I'm going to get all, back into this character. We, know, we all have integrity. No, though. it's about respecting yourself oh and my your time. God. <laughs> you either watch it right now or you're done. You don't go back. 
Burt Kreischer's you know not what? great. We watched, Mark we, Hamill's not great. None of it's good. We started the black. It's not, not like you, no laughs or anything. I, I was not laughing. Maybe I needed to be in a better mood to watch it. I don't wow, know. It just was not funny to we, me. Okay. We started it was the like two nights ago. And stale Russian night, so. humor, like you know, because again, the Russians are a Clouds. big part of it. Um, <laughs> but it just wasn't good. It just wasn't genuinely good. Well, famously, stand-up okay. bits become fantastic movies. Yeah. So I mean, we're I not mean that surprised. is a trope. Yeah, right? we you know? we all remember Robin Williams' golf movie. The Legend of Beggar Vance. <laughs> <laughs> so those are the films I've seen. It's uh, called a stroke. <laughs> I think I think the machine is only like a twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I, I would love to hear twenty-seven. If you watched that and you liked it, uh, let us know in the comments because maybe I'm missing something. <laughs> if you liked it, why? I will see it at some point because I think I yeah think it's I would love to, to me, see what so. you think. Yeah, I yeah. I mean I haven't heard anybody you know that, like that, yeah that, that I would like <laughs> like say oh maybe I should see it because usually I hear somebody when they say it, it's like oh that sounds like I need to I was hopeful about it because it looked it, it looked like it was going to be silly enough that that I was going to like it that yeah. it would be you know um, just funny enough and it was not well that's a bummer yep it's a real bummer Ben what's the last movie you saw you big hunk of meat uh, <laughs> 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 what. Uh, yeah, so we watched the Black Canary last night. We just talked about it, loved it. Um, I watched Liar Liar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen that it's in a, a new long one. time. When was the last time you one? saw it? Deep cut. Uh, probably 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, it re- it just reminds Did it make you, you miss Jim Carrey at all? It reminds you how talented that man is. Yeah. yeah. He is every bit as wonderful as I remembered him to be back in the day, but I've got a certain appreciation for him now looking back at that, going like, it takes a lot to make that performance happen. You put anybody else kind of in yep. that role without kind of the bombastic rubber face that he can do, and it doesn't work as well. That movie only works because it's Jim Carrey. Oh yeah, you know, and, and he I, has that rare ability to carry a film just him. just by himself. Yeah. And and I didn't appreciate that when I, it first came out. I didn't appreciate that about a lot of his films. And now I'm I'm remembering that while watching it again. Oh, he's a, he was a generational talent yeah. in, the, in that way. So yeah, it was actually really fun to watch. Um, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen Liar Liar. It, it, I it, used to watch it on just repeat all the time as a kid. I still know things by memory. From yeah, that I know. You've told me a lot of times how your parents abandoned you at home. I get it. <laughs> um, no, that, trust me, they were there, and they just but they just forced they me just to watch it. They just made you watch it over yeah, and over. Like, hey, you go over watch there. Watch Liar Liar. Learn the mm-hmm. lesson. I know. You're like, I just, I ate the cookie and told you I didn't. Here we you go. watch Liar Liar again. I sped. I followed too closely. I filled the little crosswalk. I changed lanes at the intersection. I changed lanes without signaling while running a red light and speeding. Anything else? Yeah. <laughs> I have unpaid parking tickets. <laughs> <laughs> that was Ben and Brad do Liar Liar. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, what else did I watch? I watched uh, Transformers Rise of the Beasts. Oh, boy. Oh. Were you whelmed? Um, <laughs> I was actually. Yeah. I was just whelmed. Yep. It's it's on par ish with Bumblebee. Maybe a little not as good. No, no. Bumblebee is way better. I think. Uh, I mean, it's pretty. I, I had some fun. Honestly, I I really liked Pete Davidson. Oh, I did too. I think he's great. And so that was enough of, of it. A lot of because he was in it a lot, mm-hmm. and there was a lot of comedy that that, it, that really resonated with me. So I was enjoying myself the whole time, and that's why I think that I liked it a lot more than I could have. Um, still a lot of just weird transformer stuff that doesn't whatever, but that part was really great, and uh, it's it's in the upper echelon of transformer movies because there have been so many now. I think it's in the middle I, for me. 
Really? Yeah. Because I, I think the first one's the best one. I think Bumblebee is a good return to form, gets back down to basics. Dark of the Moon, as far as the big sequels go, is the one that's the most entertaining, even though it's far too complicated yeah, for its no, own see, good. That, I don't even like that movie. It's way too complicated, but there's some cool stuff in it. Sure, but, but this, it does, this, it's not enough to this sell one I feel like it, movie, This one I feel like is a little bit better than Dark of the Moon, but it's not quite as good as Bumblebee or the original Transformers. I, I just think that it's 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 almost on par with Bumblebee. Uh, not as good as the first one. Nope. No, the first one is the best one. And then all the other ones are dog shit, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Bailey, what else did we watch? Do you remember anything? I think that's it. That's it? Yeah, so everything. You guys didn't watch any uh, assigned movies? I oh, did. yeah. Wait, I did. Yeah. Yeah, you fucking assholes. I'm sorry. I forgot about it. I, I totally forgot about it. Oh, I, watched it I watched it the day you had assigned it to me. Of course you did. I, I really did. Okay. I was like, I, I will forget if I don't do well, it. Well, what did you watch? Josie and the Pussycats. It's about time. <laughs> It's so fucking weird. But it's so good, it's isn't it? It's good. Yeah. It's surprising. Isn't it way better than you thought it was oh, going to be? Of course. Yeah. That movie has no right to be as good as it is. Right? It is a commercial the whole way through. And but but I say that and it's they're they're still like they're talking shit about it's so meta. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're brainwashing the youth into buying shit, but here's McDonald's on everything. Yeah. It's so weird. It's, a, in that it's way. a really good satire. It really is. Um, and my God, uh, the uh, du jour uh, is the band that they first start <laughs> yeah. with. So the the premise is Josie and the Pussycats are quote unquote discovered by an evil corporation mega contract record producer that wants to enslave kids into buying things by putting subliminal messages in their music. They had started off with like a boy band called Du Jour starring uh, Donald Faison, mm-hmm. Seth Green. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always forget Breck his name. Meyer. Breck and Meyer. thank you. And some other guy that I don't know. Uh, and I don't I forget, know. You, I forget yeah, who is, yeah. Tall, uh, sh- shaggy from Scooby-Doo looking guy, but not Matthew Laird, uh, Lillard. Um, anyway, they kill them off immediately. Oh, spoiler alert. They kill them off when they start questioning and they find Josie and the Pussycats and use their music to start infiltrating the households and making subliminal messages. But there's so much meta commentary going on here about consumerism is terrible, but yet they're holding Starbucks coffee and real Starbucks, yeah. not like fake stuff. Everything is a brand. And it's, but honestly, the movie is really, really a great satire. Yeah, it's really fun. It's it's very funny, and it's just they just did a surprisingly it's, good job. With you know, it. it's it's probably got fifty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes because like nobody understood it at the time. You know, yeah, and it's it's kind of had a bit of a resurgence as like a cult favorite. Like in in recent years, they celebrated an anniversary recently. I think it was the fifteenth, twentieth, something like that. I uh, must have been the twentieth because it was two thousand. Yeah. It was twentieth, yeah, two thousand one, yeah, because yeah, they like re released the soundtrack on vinyl. What's, uh, and Alan Cumming, yeah. He's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I really liked it. Yeah. If you I had a big crush on Richard Lee Cook at the time. Oh, oh how who could you didn't? not? Yeah. yeah. I mean, wow. she's just adorable. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it, this, this is, is right, before, right before Nicole Richie went off the deep end. Mm hmm. Right. Did I guess she go so. off the deep end? I don't know. Well, yeah, they all like... eventually went off the deep end. I think she got married for No, no, sorry. Not Nicole Richie. Tara Reed. I'm Tara Reed. They're, okay. the oh. They're the same person. I just went along with that. I gave him the benefit yeah. of the doubt. Yeah, Tara, probably went this off the, is, this is right, right before 2001. This is legitimately right before Tara Reed went off the deep end. Yeah, the American Pie films had come out. Yep. And she was peaking here, and then she went, whoa. I don't know. She did Sharknado, oh. though. Uh, but then Rosario Dawson, uh, this is my girlfriend's comment, not mine. Wow. She's got some big boobs. <laughs> Bailey said that they, they, were, they were everywhere. She's not movie. wrong. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Uh-oh. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. My comment was, she has great Oh, oh yes. Sorry, so sorry. <laughs> Both so accurate sorry. statements. Yeah, I, I, I want to make sure that I was not the one that said that. I agreed. I agreed. <laughs> but I didn't say it first. 
Yeah. No, they're, of course, they're all very, very attractive women, and that's, of course, part of the movie, but my goodness, it was a fun satire. Yeah. There you go. If, you, if you have not seen Josie and the Pussycats- It's actually worth your time. You really should watch Seriously. it. Seriously. Ben was so mad when he oh, gave it to him. Why? <laughs> Come on. You're supposed to assign me movies you like. There you go. We loved this movie in high school. Do you remember loving this movie? No, I didn't see it in high school. I, oh. I didn't see it until a few years ago. Okay, well then, all the rest of your friends and me <laughs> loved about, it in high school. And talked about you behind your belly. I can't, can you believe Brad hasn't seen Joseph? I'm surprised. Yes, fucking idiot. Fuck just guy. surprised that you weren't I think involved that in that. It came out in 2001, so I don't yeah. think I was part of your group. That would have made sense. Yeah, because yeah, I was. I wasn't was, rolling yep, with I'm the homies yet. Then. So yeah, but yeah, so. we loved this movie uh, in high school for that exact same reason because it was just. I mean, it was. A spot on great satire, and yeah. at the same time, like you said, they're drinking Pepsi the Honestly, whole time. Honestly, a lot of what makes this movie good is exactly uh, what what makes uh, that first Scooby Doo movie pretty good, actually, too. Because if you haven't seen the that first live action Scooby Doo movie in a while, it's actually pretty good. So young actresses with large breasts, Brad. What is that? What makes it good? No, no, the yeah. satire. Oh, the writing. No, I thought the you, acting. We're talking about the boobs. Again. You you're, you just have boobs on the brain. Kind of. Ugh, jeez. Yuck. <laughs> uh, Brad, what, what did we assign you? Well, you didn't assign me anything. Uh, what did we assign you? You would never assign me this movie because you just you, you don't what? appreciate fine art. Wow. Uh, but Nate- but you, Wait, you're talking about the guy who just brought up boobs? <laughs> Nate Nate took the time to give me something to really sink my teeth into, and he just he really knows how to give somebody like a, a cinematic classic to just, just absorb. Hey, what's your favorite classic movie memory? That's what this feels like right now. Just get to the point. <laughs> Nate gave me The Sound of Music. Yes. Yes. The classic film. Which starring... I couldn't believe you have not seen. So admittedly, I, I've, I've never seen it. It's an entirety. I had seen several of yeah. like clips of the famous moments, of course. I, I've Obviously. seen Julie Andrews singing on the hills. I've, I've seen certain parts. I, I knew almost all of the songs because how could you not? You know, they've, they've permeated pop culture but in a way. from start to finish, there is a good film in there. Exactly. Too. And I had never seen it, especially because I didn't know that it was three fucking hours long. <laughs> um, but it's honestly, for a movie that is three hours long, it does not feel very long it does go by fa- fairly quickly um in in a weird way uh the ending feels both like a sudden twist turn like wait what there's another half hour movie here and it's about nazis <laughs> uh but also is spoiler the, alert it's the exact thing yeah. that makes it you know very refreshing because we're exactly where it should end at this happily ever after where they get married and they start this new family it's like ah, hold on a minute you gotta run from nazis <laughs> I understand. and uh funnily enough in this movie Russian clouds. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but, but yeah, they were the good guys. <laughs> uh, no, I can. I easily see. You know why this is uh, a beloved classic movie. It's one of those those great musicals. Um, it's and Christopher Plummer is such a good leading man, isn't he? Like, he really he's is. Just so like, and I love sh- that even though they make him out to be this like hard ass stern dad, there's still an immediate charm about him. You can tell that there is, you know, actually. Like a, a nice man lingering under there who has been hardened by a life in a the military war. and what? Yeah, <laughs> and so like I, I like that they didn't make him like so you know stern and like yep. overbearing that like you didn't you know like him. They actually showed that there were these redeeming qualities pretty quickly, you know. Um, and of course, you just can't go wrong with Julie Andrews. She's just uh, a delight. She's so charming, and all the kids were great in this movie too. They're just really adorable, and uh, the the songs are, are lovely. I this took me down a rabbit hole though because I found myself uh, wondering when uh, favorite things became a Christmas song. Yeah, I, I still don't understand that. Why is that? So what happened was. Uh, this so the song existed obviously in the stage production before. This is a Rodgers and Hammerstein musical, 
uh, and it was in a stage production before. But then, before Sound of Music ever came out, Julie Andrews actually performed it at a Christmas concert, oh. and that's what made it a Christmas song. And it was this was four or five years before Sound of Music even hit theaters. So, so it was a Christmas song even back then. Yeah, it was. It became a Christmas song in the '60s after it was during uh, in this TV Christmas special that Julie Andrews sang it in. It, I was actually thinking about this the other day because. I was thinking, there was a question I think I saw on Reddit, like, who would you say is one of the classiest people, like, alive? And for me, the answer is always Julie Andrews. She Mm -hmm. just always comes across to me as classy. Like, you know, like, that is somebody that just exudes class, even from a young age, like she did, so. Julie Andrews, Ian McKellen, Larry the Cable Guy, I think. Yeah, no, that that would be the, yeah, add one more there, and you could do a Mount Rushmore class. You just got it slated up top. If you take Larry the Cable Guy to a tea party, he knows where all the spoons go and how how you hold. It's a persona that he puts on. Yeah. You know? But Dan White is very elegant. Probably James Woods would be the fourth one on there. It's another good choice. Also, who's Dan White? It's Larry the Cable Guy. I'm excited. Was oh, that his real name? Yeah, you didn't yeah. know that? I knew his first name was Dan. I just didn't know it was White. Yeah. I'm excited. Of for course Jim it's White. <laughs> <laughs> Why, was Dan Redneck taken? <laughs> Sorry, that was rude. To who? Uh, Larry. <laughs> Larry. Dan. I don't know what his name is. Uh, Nate, what's the last movie you saw? No, no, Nate, Nate. No, Nate. What's the movie assigned. you assigned? Oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> Ben, God, what? Ben, <laughs> oh, what would you say? Oh my God! If someone recommended to you a film that critics said is a tone-deaf scatter shop and dispiritedly cheesy affair with more groans and laughs, and a leaden, taste-deprived attempted at a comedy and a desert of comedy with only infrequent humor, I would say what asshole read a thesaurus and is trying to prove himself as a movie critic? Exactly. Like- no, no, no. Those are just four reviews yeah. that I put into one. Exactly. Oh well, there's so, so, so you just <laughs> AI a review of Dirty Work? No, no, no. The, I, the, I've got four the pretentious assholes came through and were like, I don't know if they would comedy. I was assigned. Well, I happen to agree with him. I was assigned a film from that was released June twelfth, nineteen ninety eight, called Dirty Work. Mm-hmm. By you some, t- you take yourself too seriously, Nate. No, no, no. This is a fun movie. I love Norm Macdonald, and we've no, you a, don't. If you, no, no, you like, no, no. If you no, like Norm Macdonald, you love this fucking turn. movie. It's my let the adults talk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't hear any adults talking. I just hear one grumpy asshole. Okay, listen, listen. We've got an SNL podcast called The Ten to One, um, and we've talked all of us how much we love Norm Macdonald. I do love Mar- Norm Macdonald on SNL. Don't love him as an actor. He's a terrible actor. He's not a good actor. He's a terrible That's the actor. Point. No, no, but no, I, I do prefer films with actors like that can act. But that's kind of the point of this film. Is like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah, he's nope, a, even he's in comedy. He's a guy and, who doesn't take life seriously, and like he plays. That's fine. He's basically no, 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 playing no. himself. No, then play that. Don't play the role. He does, where you're, No, 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 no. He's basically playing himself. This Artie is, Lang was actually way better than Norm Macdonald was in this film. So this film is uh, based on a, a Raul Dahl. A Raul Dahl. Raul. Raul Julia. No, Ro, is it Roald? Roald Dahl. What the Roald fuck is he Dahl. doing? Or is it Raul Dahl? America's favorite anti What's going on? Roald Dahl. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, short story. Um, <laughs> He's having a stroke. And so. <laughs> <laughs> I love how Alex said that not slightly, in the mic. Yeah, <laughs> so, He's like, like there's like, nothing else yeah. going on. Yeah, he's having a stroke. <laughs> Called uh, Benjamin. <laughs> Vengeance is mine. It's about two idiots that uh, can't get employed because they're idiots that end up doing vengeance work for hire to save Artie Lang's dad, who also happens to be Norm McDonald's dad that he doesn't know. Um, 
it's dumb humor. It's like, hey, that dog is gay. Look, it's a gay dog. There's never a line like that in no, this movie. At, at the beginning of the film, they talk about gay dogs. I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That sounds pretty on But I, but yeah, I, no, I, I when, when Norm MacDonald is talking about his childhood, there that they talk about there was a, a, a gay dog. Oh, he says, hey, look at that. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I will say I, I I love the scene where uh, David Koechner is playing the guy that's trying to sell the cars and he's live and he gets a bunch of dead hookers or hookers to be in the oh my god there's another dead hooker <laughs> yeah. and the, his delivery is perfect for that because it's so oh my god all these cars full of dead hookers it's so funny how do you not think that that's funny no but because it's not that funny. But uh, no, but no. Here's the thing, Ben. You're broken. No, no, man. Wait, that's wait, wait, wait. hilarious. Here's the thing: is I think I do have the privilege of seeing good comedies. Oh my god! Uh, and seeing like what it means when it gets it right. You know, you know what hurts hurts the most is the lack of respect. Yeah, that, that's it, what hurts that, that's the most. What it is. It, wait, except, except for that, that other thing, you know, the, the rape. <laughs> but the, no, he doesn't. He doesn't ever say oh, it. Sorry. But the lack of respect hurts <laughs> second most. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> Uh, this actually, this film is uh, Bob Bob Saget. Bob directed. Saget, and so yeah, so you're pissing on two dead man's graves. Also, you and can't tell I me will that, say no, no, three Lane. because Don Rickles, Don Rickles, has oh an yeah, amazing. exactly, and it Don might as well be four because Artie Lane's going to be on his way out. Leave me to it, you son of a bitch. So actually, Chris Farley is also dead. Oh, see, there we go. This was his last. This keeps getting worse. This was his last film, and you could tell he's rough in this film. Listen, he is he is the best thing in this film. He is very funny and is the best thing. It's a, it's a Saigon um, time to pay the fiddler nose. whore. Yeah, the Saigon um, whore that bit off my nose. So I didn't love this film, and I, I do like '90s comedies. Maybe if I would, did you see this when it came out? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. If I would have probably saw it then, if you would have saw I, it then, or if you would have seen it with friends. Yep, it's one of those. I, I can I, see, I'll give me, you that. I can see myself liking this when I didn't have. Do you like think your good, expectations were too high? Like because you're like, oh, this is Norm Macdonald. This is going to be great. All right, I'm I'm going to do a little quiz here for 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 you three. Here we okay? go. I, and Alex, I need your input. Yeah. Okay. I did a little research on the the old Wikipedia, and I looked at films also made in 1998. And what I want you to do is I've I've picked out a couple six uh, comedies made in 1998, and I want you to rank where you think Dirty Work is in okay. this. Okay. Almost Heroes. Almost Heroes is worse than Dirty Work. Yep. Basketball. Basketball is better. Basketball is better. Half-baked. Half-baked is better. Half-baked is worst. Wait, you think half-baked's worse? I don't like half-baked. I don't like half-baked. Wow. Wow. Yeah, half-baked sucks. It's not tremendous by any stretch, but it's better than... And Bob Saget's in that as well. Bob Saget, I think, directed it, actually. No, he didn't. Didn't he? No. Who did? He directed Dirty Work. He was busy. Oh, yeah, because Steven Spielberg didn't put out Jurassic Park and Schindler's List in the same fucking year. But you know what I do say? I say all the time. Easy. No, I say all the time. Bob Saget is exactly as good as Steven Spielberg. Brad Omen. That's his quote. Tamara Davis directed... There it is. Tamara Davis. All right. Wait, wait. I've got more. I think Half-Baked is better than... I do, too. Um, it's wrong. What about would you put Dirty Work versus A Night at the Roxbury? I think A Night I at the Roxbury is better before Night at the Roxbury. Now that's See, wrong. I I personally <laughs> you love A Night at the Roxbury. I love, you love, love the it. Roxbury. I think yeah, the Dirty like Work is funnier than A Night at the Roxbury. But I will give I will give credit. We talked about this on the podcast. I think there are harder laughs to be found in, I, in Dirty I'm Work. But you, I but I think no. A Night at the Roxbury is a better movie. I think A Night at the Roxbury is better. See, I don't know that they're both. Good movies at all, but the <laughs> but the the, the it's, they're very similar. I laugh out loud and then bad movie. Laugh out loud, bad movie. Yeah. 
There's something about Mary. That's the number one. Yeah, movie. that's the yeah, best one. Yeah, yeah, that's far better than Dude. the Wedding Singer. That's the best one. Oh, sorry, I didn't realize that, <laughs> that came out. In I didn't know there was more. <laughs> yeah. So those are the the comedies that came out, and so I think, I mean, Alex, I think you would almost put Dirty Work at the bottom of that list, other than what Almost Heroes. It's in the middle. Yeah, but then I mean, that's a, actually kind of a tough choice because those are different moods. Those are, those are also that that's a lot of survivorship bias because those are six. Great comedies, maybe that or comedies that came out. That can't be all well, the comedies that came out. At least, at least four, no, four great comedies. comedies. Exactly. Not all of them, so, but so those are so, like. So you, 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 it's, I mean, it's, we could put the Big Lebowski argument. came out that year, and it's a comedy, but it's not the same. I didn't feel like that was the same yeah, vibe. It's not, yeah, it's not of a comedy. That... Dirty work. The truth about cats and dogs. <laughs> uh, you know, though, I will say, I, dirty I was, work. Deep impact. I was reading about dirty work. Dirty work. Bubble boy. Oh, was that ninety wow. eight? I don't. I think so. Ooh. I don't think it was. Maybe ninety nine. Is that Jake Gyllenhaal? It, it is Jake Gyllenhaal. Freaking Damn. Gyllenhaal. Forgot about that. Bubble boy. Bubble boy. Two thousand one. Two thousand one. Close. Space house is he? Two thousand one. I I will say this too though. When I was when I was researching this, Dirty Work was supposed to be an R rated film, and they actually made an R rated film, and the studio cut it down to PG thirteen, and probably heard it. Bob Saget said if they got to release the rated R film, it would have been a much better film. And before Bob Saget died, he was he was trying to locate all of the extra film to do a cut of this film that, that awesome. was the original. Well, now one. someone needs to pick up that torch. Well, and I guess maybe it's honestly. Me. I think they said they they had a hard time finding the actual yeah. extra. Film. Yeah, because nobody really held on to the, like the outtakes from Dirty Work. Yeah, it wasn't exactly a box office hit. But but I can see actually where I think. I think some of the jokes needed to push harder. Of course. Um, and it would have been a better film. Yeah. Yep, I agree. So that's what I watched. All right, we did it. Chevy Chase is in Dirty Work. Yeah, I don't love Chevy Chase. But he's funny in this movie. Yeah, he is. What's he do again? He's a doctor. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. funny in the movie. I yeah. mean, that's like, true. Nate is wrong. Norm McDonald's But then he's also funny. right. There's, he's, he's got both sides here. Well. All right, well, thanks for listening. <laughs> that was great. Hey. I'm still kind of getting over this. I don't... <laughs> it's just he, I, so I, I gave you that movie because I like that movie. Oh, yeah, that's fine, and I understand why. But you he, would and like he that came movie. out. He came out like like he lit boxing gloves on yeah. fire and, and just started like, fucking rapid fire. Just like, yeah. Hey guys, uh, Ben kind of took a shit in my eyes. Yeah, you know what? Whoa, whoa! Have it's you ever true. eaten trash? That's I just <laughs> like dirty no, no, no. The film. But I try not to give you films that are like seventeen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. See, this is you're all held up. I'm saying I have standards that I try to uphold. If if like a bunch of critics have said this is the worst comedy that's ever been made, I would be like, no, I don't think I want my friend Ben to watch this. I wouldn't do that to you. By the way, he's totally fingering that dog. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's a good, and see, he's laughing. Yeah, fuck you, Nate. <laughs> you have uh, laughed at all the lines we've repeated because yeah. it's a funny movie, <laughs> uh, pretty bad movie. Uh, that that scene was pretty no, good. You, know, you deliver them better than Norm Macdonald. Oh, oh my god. R.I.P. King. Jeez, yeah. Norm MacDonald made a good movie with Bob Saget. I'm sorry that Nate doesn't appreciate you. Uh, All right. Well, I think it's time to we talk about some trailers, right? Let's talk about trailers. Come with me and you'll be in a world of movie trailer magic. You will see there Timothy are trailers. Chalamet <laughs> is very tragic. Oh, there we got him. If you want to view movie trailers, put some words into the YouTube. <laughs> Anything you want to watch, just type in the words. Just don't type crotch. 
Uh, it's trailer time, and we're going to talk about the trailer for Wonka, because it is it is on the tip of everybody's tongue. Oh, man. Just like a delicious chocolate churro Kit Kat. <laughs> uh, uh, so there's a new Wonka movie coming out. It's directed by Paul King, uh, who directed Paddington and Paddington 2. Two, two movies I love. Very love. beloved family movies. Love. Love. Never they are, seen they are charming. I, I'm saying they're good films, regardless of family They are. Films, they, they are charming. They're, 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 they're wonderful. They're, I've never seen them. They're you're going to sign one. Yeah, yeah, you definitely, you're gonna yeah we definitely have to do that. Uh, but anyway, so Paul King is doing this Wonka movie. He's actually doing it instead of doing Paddington 3. Somebody else is doing Paddington 3. Oh, that makes me mad. Fuck him. See? And yeah. that's all the, mo- <laughs> all the more wow. reason. No, seriously, wow. right? Because fuck him. Wow. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet is playing a younger version of Willy Wonka. This takes place before the Wonka that you would know as Gene Wilder in the original movie. It is movie. a prequel. Yeah. yeah, and they did say, that Paul King in an interview recently did say that they did kind of construct it to be a predecessor to that version of Willy Wonka, which upsets me even more. Oh, see, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So this this guys, what do you think of this trailer? Because right right, so, right, out, of the, right out of the gate, I'm not happy about so, this. So so real, I know you guys have opinions. So just real hot. quick, I don't have as hot of takes. So I'm gonna <laughs> let you guys go. But I I was of a certain opinion because I didn't know the fact that Brad just said, and I thought to myself, if it's if it's just a different take on the character, no. then Timothy Chalamet. I don't necessarily think that they're that they're pushing it as like this is an absolute prequel, but they did take no, no, inspiration this is based on from, a different Charlie Charlie Factory yeah. book. This and, is and, a different book. Yeah, but they did take inspiration from that movie to like inform yep. this version. To create the world a yeah. little bit. Roald I mean, Dahl's most anti-Semitic book, which really does say something I, about the works he's produced. I just feel like if you're going to use the line, right, the actual line, strike that, reverse it, it's like Norm MacDonald delivering it. Uh, it was so bad. Reverse it. It was so. It bad. was just a terrible. He just doesn't bring any like flavor charisma. or anything no, to he, it. He, yeah, it's no a, charisma. Even the way he it's says a line read. The way he says lines later too. He's saying them in like a way that's like very like mildly goofy. Like he's saying them a little bit faster. Like oh, this is how I talk like this, and I say but, lines but not in, in a, a in a way that doesn't really have much personality. But maybe I'll trick you into thinking it does. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not I dated in a, a girl like that. A way that actually <laughs> makes sense though, right? Yeah. Gene Wilder was. Um, when he played it, right, he was so defining in that role, but he he was a little bit odd, but also bold. Yeah, there terrifying. was a, there was a yeah, genuine, well, a genuine, a terrifying, yeah, exactly. a genuine eccentricity yep. to him. Uh, and this you, just feels like Johnny Chalamet trying. Johnny Depp went full weird, right? Yeah. And that's fine, but he went full weird. Gene, I don't know what Timothy Chalamet is. Gene Wilder, there was there was a genius behind it, and you could see the wheels turning. He was putting on this thing where he was. Oh, the tr- the pressure's tremendous in its building, and he knows what he's always knowledgeable. He yep. knew what was going to happen the whole time, and he's acting like he, he doesn't. He, he was the was conductor the behind the act, that, right? Yeah. He, he, played he that role. knew everything that was going to happen, yeah. and he did it, and he played the role in not not Gene Wilder, but Willy Wonka played yeah. the role to these kids and these families. Nothing about this Timothy Chalamet character is doing anything other than reading words off a page. It's just. And, Terrible. I think Brad, you're gonna disagree with me, but I didn't I didn't dislike the the vibe of the film itself. Timothy Chalamet, who I genuinely don't dislike as an actor, is the thing for me that makes me not want to see this. Uh, and that's that's hard because um I, I like I said, I don't dislike him as an actor. I've got nothing against him. The feel of the film, because I am such a big uh Paul King fan for what he's done, you know, through mm-hmm. Paddington, I thought I he's kind of whimsical, he's a little magical. Um, but also grounded, which I really like. He's not, you know, 
he doesn't go full Tim Burton or this anything. Just, this but... just feels too fantastical for Willy Wonka because Willy Wonka, the the original, and some of it is because of the product of when it was made in the 1970s. You can only do so much to make a movie so fantastical. This just feels like it's on another plane. That like this, it feels like it's venturing too far into the realm of legitimate fantasy. Whereas Willy Wonka yeah. had an idea of whimsy and magic on a grounded level. Do you know why I like the the original Willy Wonka a lot? Is it felt you know I know it was set in like England somewhere, but it felt like you know we're in the Rust Belt. It felt like a Rust Belt city, and there was a piece of magic, a place of magic somewhere in that Rust yeah. Belt area. And it made me feel, it made it believable for me, right? That there's a factory somewhere right. that is magic. But the whole world didn't seem magic, yeah. right? It was just that, that thing. And so much of this world just feels artificial. Even I, even the places that look like they're supposed to be, you know, run down areas of, of London. And so, like yeah, the, the, the full-on choreography of everything and just, it, it's a it's all it, It's obviously a big musical, even more there's than the a, original No, and they're, they're redoing some, I think, the, yeah. the song from... So let's get to the the man of the hour here, Alex. You you had so you you had some very hard opinions that we made you hold on to. So please, the the floor is yours. Uh, you know, take the Wonkavator to the top level and let's in hear. The, in the first time of my entire life being a fan <laughs> of movies, I had a visceral reaction of hatred to a movie trailer. Like we were halfway through this movie trailer, and I was literally like you watching The Office, like just sitting there, like please God <laughs> make this kill me. end before <laughs> anything worse happens. And then it just kept getting worse. I can't. I like Dune a lot, so I'm very excited about Timothy Chalamet as Paul Atreides. So it's not, it's not that you don't like uh, Timothy Chalamet. It's it's not. I found him to be the best part of the French Dispatch, so I do really like Timothy Chalamet. But I have no idea why this is happening. He's making choices in this, and I don't understand yeah, your choices. Yeah, none of this <laughs> should be happening. It shouldn't... <laughs> none like, of this it's, should be it, happening. The only way that I could have been more upset is if, like, at the end, uh, Johnny Depp... <laughs> And a like and a Peter Cushing style Gene Wilder hologram showed up, and they were like, "You've got to join us in the Wonkaverse." That was the only no, way. Actually, actually I'm, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in for that movie. Let me pull a brand here. Actually, I'm in for that movie. Yep, yep. Here we go. Like it's it's the, the colors. Wonkaverse. The colors are drab and and dour. And I don't he mind the, even, co- the drab and dour colors, but though. he doesn't even bring any color. The few yeah, candies, that's the, thing. the few it's, candies yeah. you see him make, they look like they look like Harry Potter props. That he's like That's true. the whole thing looks yeah. like the the backstage of Harry Potter that like they had it left did over. And they they did like, play no, that up uh, from the producers it's, it's, of Harry yeah, Potter. He's not a wizard; he's yeah. a chocolate maker, so he can do magic, but maybe not. And then his his choices as an actor, I don't I like all of it was just. I didn't even realize how much I liked Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory until no, this you, trailer came. Gene out. Wilder kind of had a little bit of scare yeah, factor scary. for me. That was like, the thing. Yeah, like. And so they're finding out that they want this to kind of fit in that, like, okay, well, yeah. is he gonna uh, is he gonna go mad at the end of this movie? So you can see like how he becomes the owner so, of this mad place. So let me ask you this: um, uh, When you found out, or did you guys know that Timothy Chalamet was cast as Wonka before the trailer came out, or no? It's kind of my job. I know I you did, but I'm, I'm, I, that's why I was looking at these two. No, I thought it was the lead actor from The Bear. Oh, really? But it would make more sense. I would. I mean, it could have been. I, honestly, I, yeah, I could have. I would have seen it because I think that he has some Gene Wilder qualities. About Absolutely, him. he does definitely. Especially those piercing so blue the, eyes. So the, the hair. I mean, it's, oh yeah. The top like two, right? He's fucking ripped. What's his too. name? 
Jeremy Allen White. He's awesome. Yeah. He so the top two then are that were, you know, in the final for this was Tom Holland and Timothy Chalamet. Do you think Tom Holland would have done any better? Maybe, but I feel like they were both going for, like they're they're both trying to get the same thing out of these actors, and I'm not sure that Tom Holland would have given us anything. I would have preferred better. them to do, like you said, uh, what's his name again? It's three names: <laughs> Jeremy Allen White, somebody like that that is a, a proven good actor that maybe not the whole world knows yet. Yeah, you know, and and chosen make choices with that actor to do that role as well. I think that would have been a better. Who was uh, who was Quicksilver? Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. I think that I could have watched that. He's in. Um, could have been interesting. What's the new? Uh, I think he's a good actor. Is what I'm saying. Like he could have. He's made a actor. choice. You know. Cra- I don't. Craven the Hunter. Yeah, Craven yeah. the Hunter. Yeah. yeah. I honestly don't think they could have picked anyone because I I don't think they could have convinced me this movie had to be made that's ever. The, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's, my, that's, that's my biggest thing. Is that, that's I, a good point. I, like I don't even know why they're trying to make new Wonka movies. Like it's the uh, I just don't think you can really really do it very well anymore. Or make like a Charlie movie. Like make a movie about like this he normal dude factory. having to and take over a happens? factory. Like that's a story. And like has well, to come is, up there with is, Lindsay. There is Charlie in the Great Glass Elevator. There's yes. a sequel that they that Roald Dahl did. Well, so. there you go. His least anti-Semitic. Work. No, that that's what this is based off of. It's a prequel. I know. But they tell the the story of how Wonka met oh, in the Oompa Loompas in that book. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. I will say the Oompa Loompa part is the one thing that I did enjoy. Yeah, of course. Because, obviously. Because I, Grant, yeah. As Hugh a Grant Oompa Loompa. Yep, yeah. yeah. I, I do enjoy Hugh Grant and I think it's Make that movie. Also, oh, another one. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on real quick. Also, the, w- the way that they chose to do that, right? Uh, it's 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 meta. Well, no, I started singing the song and dancing. I, I can't stop. Like, it, it, yeah, there there's a, a callback pretty much to, so to the original. There, the I, other I like that. The other actors on the short list, and this was back in 2018 when they were starting to kind of put this film Amber Heard, no, <laughs> Donald Glover, Ezra Ryan. Miller, <laughs> Ezra Miller, yeah, for sure, he looks no, like no, no Ezra Miller was yeah. on. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Donald Glover and Jonathan, Ryan Gosling, Jonathan Majors. Uh, so now Ryan Gosling. That would have been perfect, especially having seen a little a little more footage from Barbie recently, and uh, having recently rewatched the Nice Guys. Ryan he's, Gosling he's, he's is probably one of the un- great actors. Unfortunately, right? they're, they're, they needed to go. He's not young enough. He's in his forties. Uh, who gives a no, shit? No, but G- I don't Gene even Wilder, care. Do you know this how is a prequel? You know I how, did the math. He was thirty-seven when they made. Exactly. Gene Wilder was thirty-seven. Yeah, so, you know so how, how if old? You're, if you're remaking Wonka again, do it. But, but Ryan Gosling at forty-one looks younger than Gene Wilder did at thirty-seven. Oh, sure. Though. Gene Wilder as Willy Wonka. I thought he was well, mid fifties. Like, <laughs> you know, you just Gene Wilder is twenty-five in Willy Wonka. No, he's thirty-seven. He's thirty-seven. But no, still makes me feel. Fucking terrible for a I, I would have almost even been okay with a Donald Glover trying to do something. Absolutely. There. Oh yeah. yeah, Black Wonka just to like pick, piss people off. <laughs> well, I, I just feel like he, he's got that. enough. He's got enough in him to do something that I would think would be creative enough to bring Wonka to life. I yeah. saw a thing, and I don't know if it's true or not. And I'm going to look at Brad because you're in the industry. Maybe you know for sure. I saw a thing that said that Timothy Chalamet didn't need to introduce to this part because the director saw Timothy Chalamet's rap videos from when he was in high school i think that I, I don't think that that's i don't know if that's how he got introduced to him but i know that that was i think that was something that helped convince him that he would be good for the role now the same thing with donald glover like the childish gambino stit if you were to bring me like cool and i god i'm so white cool urban hip-hop really wonka <laughs> maybe that's enough of a like okay like i might I, like with that's soundtrack by lin-manuel like, miranda like will i am wonka yeah will i am wonka i would oh, watch that movie for sure my god God. Let's get some chocolate. You've got to try my black eyed peas. (laughs) Oh, God, no. We are all way too white for this. I will will give you the pun credit here, but we're going to stop right now. 
my humps. No, my hump, no, my lovely chocolate humps. Oh, well, that's no, Fergie. It, it, She's from like Ohio. So this film does come out though. Yard. That's a Kellis song. But this film comes out in December, December fifteenth. It's going to take a lot to convince yeah, me to. It's we'll be see it. Amazing. I, I, well, of course I'll see it because I'm just <laughs> stupid fucking job of mine. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I'm just I'm not excited about. And this, this is not hyperbole. Brad said he would quit his job instead of watching this movie. No, that's true. If they force me to watch this movie, I will quit <laughs> my job. He's taking a six week I uh, IT tech course on programming. what? What <laughs> a six week ITT tech course on programming. There we go. There we go. The second time was better. The second time was good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of actors making choices, Napoleon. Yeah. Yes, Napoleon. Napoleon. This was. <laughs> A Ridley roller Scott. coaster of trailers that you guys sent me out <laughs> this <laughs> fucking week. This is a new movie from Ridley Scott, the director of Blade Runner and Gladiator and Alien. I saw the trailer. And The Counselor <laughs> and A Good Year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they didn't leave. They didn't put those in the yeah, trailer, by the way. They were very selective. Yeah. Uh, but no, this, of course, is about Napoleon. Tony Bo- Scott's brother. <laughs> <laughs> Napoleon Bonaparte, uh, the, the famous conqueror from history. What? Uh, yeah, the, the, the big French commander, as they called him. That's what his famous big French commander. If he was a WWE wrestler, yes. In this the French, the big commander. French commander. Napoleon! <laughs> Um, uh, Joaquin Phoenix is playing Napoleon, and it uh, looks to be doing a pretty good job. A lot of scowling. It's perfect. Yeah, he's he's too tall. You, how would you know? Napoleon was very very short. He, he actually wasn't he five was eight, average right? size. For I'm the just joking. I know. It's yeah, and I bet you Joaquin lower. Phoenix is just that tall. I bet you he is. He too. was. Yeah, Napoleon was average size for. His it was time. the hair lip that really threw me off. Mm. Oof. Sorry, Joaquin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, what do you guys think about this? I, I actually. Uh, on paper was like, eh. and then I saw the trailer and I want to watch it. It really does. It look looks good. great. No, yeah, it does. I'm, it does look really good. I have. Uh, it's probably never come up on the podcast, but I really enjoy Enlightenment era history in the first place. You're right. I, that's never that's come up never on this podcast. And actually, Napoleon, it, and you know what? It shouldn't. <laughs> Napoleon is so is such a cool historical figure. I have constantly wondered why there aren't more Napoleon movies, and like this isn't a thing that we mine all the time because there's so many different fa- uh, directions. You guys, right now could go to Barnes and Noble and buy a book filled with his love letters to Josephine. Now Ben, you'll probably and want to you download could, it. And you could take them home. I'll listen to those love yeah. letters. And read like two hundred and fifty pages of love letters How that many he hours wrote his is wife. That? Uh, about seven more, hours? but they had let you know they had more time back then for That's reading. Fair. Uh so Napoleon is so interesting and so cool. Uh, it is such a cool thing. What you asked during the trailer so there's, a tra- there's a part of the trailer where uh the the enemies are are standing in the snow and then the enemies realize that they are standing on ice. Yep. And at that moment, uh, Napoleon uh, fires a bunch of cannons and drowns them all. Yes. And I was I after the trailer ends and I looked at Nate for some reason. I think you're the historian. Is here. that real? I go, did that really happen? Was that was that one of the things that he did? And oh yeah, yeah. That's he, a lot of these battles in this trailer. That's happening. the Battle of Austerlitz. Holy shit! And so that made me want to watch it even more, knowing that that really happened. Yeah. Like, and he, of course. Even a dumbass like me understands that Napoleon, you know, w- was this incredible uh, commander of big of French truth. commander, <laughs> the and, big French commander, and, and, and uh, an, an incredible tactician and a very, very uh, a good general. Often wore a hat. <laughs> Sometimes he would no, he always wore. So a there hat. was a little bit of like pushback because it's like, well, why, why, why doesn't Joaquin Phoenix? Why does he sound British and not French? Who? Because who cares? 
Because Joaquin Phoenix is choosing to be British. Well, ironically... Like, uh, he's not a British guy, so he's choosing a yeah. British accent. Why isn't he choosing a French accent? Uh, why didn't everybody in, in Gladiator, you know, not sound British? I would 100% bet, just based on Joaquin Phoenix's, like, decisions that he's made in previous movies. So, Napoleon's from Corsica. They famously have what we would consider to be redneck French accents there. Uh, so like, you know, like how we here in the North have a very distinguished drawl for the South. Uh, the French accents also have those things. Corsica famously has these low rent accents. Uh, and Napoleon throughout his life was mocked essentially for being, you know, commoner King, right? The, the emperor who conquered yep. everything, but he was just some random, you know, dude before that. Uh, so I kind of wonder if maybe... Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix has made a choice well, to, to uh, do also, this. Also, uh, these, these movies, when when um, uh, Natalie Portman played uh, Jacqueline, Jackie O, mm-hmm. right, she was uh, uh, lambasted by the general public for her accent. Yeah. But, but that you, was very but, accurate. But it was perfect. Yeah. And yeah. so I wonder, again, to your, your credit here, that's probably historically what he sounded like. Even if it's not, though, like this isn't the first time there have been historical dramas where they don't use the native accent of where that were. Yeah, because well, no, then I, you're I, like, I, I you know, why isn't the movie in French? No, right. but you know, I think like it's he, a, it, you're he has he's why didn't he just use an English, like a, an American accent, right? No, he chose to use well, because that would because that would be weird, <laughs> but he's using a British accent. I guess because it's a British film, maybe. Um, yeah. Is is he? When did you a... start working for the French government, <laughs> Nate? Is it a British accent, or is it like Alex was talking about? Is it just a low rent French accent? I don't know. I haven't heard enough. It's, of it, it was difficult. I gotta say, we picked the to... best episode to bring Alex back for. Hey, yeah, guys, I know. <laughs> Seriously, I know, I know a lot about Napoleon. I'm surprised. No, that is an interesting theory, though. Like, yeah, I, like I, 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 I would, I could totally see him like making that choice. And I do an feel like they're going to play up some of his weaknesses. And from what I understand, he did have because he came from kind of nothing, right? Yes. And so he had a little bit of that. Kind of in him the rest of well, it's his called life. the Napoleon complex for yeah, a reason, yeah. yeah. And so, so uh, short yes. man, but it, but yeah, but not because he was short, because he was yeah. poor at the start, yeah, yeah, I mean, for his whole life, Corsica, yeah. But then he became big French commander, yeah, you know? and they had like battles Corsica plus those hats. Hands. I mean, just the idea that people were walking around in those hats yeah. all the time. I'm gonna, like, start, I'm bringing that back. It's a workout like, every day. I love human society back when your importance was decided by a hat. You got your popes, a hat, a hat or a wig, bishops, yeah, or your wig, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Wig, and a, wig and a hat. Have you guys seen those like uh, memes about like people are, like getting into politics a little bit? But they're like, I just can't believe that you know men want to wear dresses and stuff, and then they show all the stuff from like right. the Enlightenment period <laughs> where like, everybody's like, men are wearing these with, like with bl- yeah, like, blush exactly. and rouge yeah. on their yeah. on their cheeks. Their outfits are just yeah. They're they're ridiculous. So, but I'm 100 percent going to see Napoleon probably twice. The founding father. It looks like too, a great film to too see woke in the theater. For me, Nate. Plus Ridley Scott has proven he's pretty yeah, good with no, historical he, ethics. Good. I mean, yeah, no. You're, obviously, you're Russell Crowe didn't choose to use a Roman accent when he played. Uh, well, Maximus Gladiator. Decimus Meridius. Based on every time Russell Crowe has used an accent, it's probably a good choice. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, if you've heard recently, he's been doing some pretty good accents. Yeah, uh, uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, it was incredible. It was good. Pope's Exorcist. He did a great, great Italian I didn't accent. See the, was oh, that any good? Is that Pope's any good? Yeah. I haven't seen it yet, but I just just based on what I oh, saw in the trailer, okay. he put on a good How Italian accent. How do you know? Because there's footage they put in the trailer. <laughs> he looked well fed. That usually means he's <laughs> he actually fine. He, he has been thick Russell Crowe lately, and I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, he also has an, uh, a pretty thick accent in Craven the Hunter too. So he's Russian, just, right? He's in that fun. He accent. He plays the clouds. 
I'm going to keep doing, making this joke. I'm, just, I'm going to this well. Over I, I know. Our, our listeners are loving it. <laughs> I, all, all I know is the- You know what, Nate? Fuck you, all right? <laughs> the returns just keep getting better. <laughs> Definitely not diminishing. These clouds aren't going away. Uh, what time are we at, Nate? We're an hour and 15 already. Okay. Oh, well, okay. shit. Well, that's it for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Alex brought a, do you, he brought a game though. We we it's okay. No, we can play a game. We can play a game. Yeah. We don't have to play the whole game if you guys just want to do some trivia real quick. All right, yeah, yeah right. we can do a, a couple game. of trivia. Do what's your what's your game? So my game is called uh, uh, This is not a TV a trivia game. <laughs> uh, all right, well that's all the time we have. <laughs> uh, as you guys, I'm sure are aware, uh, TV and uh, movies they're uh, they're kind of symbiotic. You get some. Uh, some might say you get some of the best movies from TV. Yeah, no, uh, like in chapters, kind of. Uh, Star, I love Star Trek. You love uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, uh, but I don't like the Mission Impossible TV show. Right, but without those TV shows, you wouldn't have these movies. Is kind of my point. I don't know if that's true. Uh, so, uh, so what <laughs> I have done? Hundred percent. Oh my god! What I have done is I have taken uh, the release dates of TV shows and the release dates of their movie counterparts. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I've taken uh, top billing. For the TV show, and then with uh, the movie as well, uh, you guys will get a chance to guess what the movie is. Oh, uh, we'll do oh, a pr- yeah. we'll do a quick practice here, okay, real yeah, quick. Yeah. Uh, so the re- the TV show initially debuted on September seventeenth, uh, nineteen sixty six. The movie uh, was released on May twenty second, uh, nineteen ninety six. Brad, go ahead. Mission Impossible. That would be correct, but just for the sake of we the, just this, okay. we one point for Brad. Uh, we would keep going. I would name off the, the TV actors first because I think they'll be harder. Okay. So we would say Barbara Baines, Peter Lupus, and then finally And Peter that wouldn't Graves. help me at all. Exactly. Anyway, but yeah. Uh, and then we'd go Emmanuel uh, Bayart, Bing Rames, and Tom Cruise. Gotcha. Got it. Uh, so here we go. So uh, the, the TV show debuted on September 24th, uh, 1968. The movie debuted on March 26th, 1999. Brad. Go ahead. The Avengers. That is incorrect. Ben. Shit. Go ahead. Lost in space. That is also incorrect. Nate. Go ahead. Get shorty. Uh, that's also <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> Get shorty. Uh, so the the TV show, uh, the TV show starred Peggy Lipton, Clarence Williams, and Michael Cole. Oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> oh, Brad. Go ahead. The Mod Squad. Good work, yes, Whoa. Brad, with the Mod Squad. Uh, movie released in 1999 starred Claire Danes, Omar Epps, and Giovanni Ribisi. Wasn't going to get that either. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I would have got the actors there. I would have got right. Mod Squad. Right. Uh, so here we go. Second one. Uh, the television show debuted on October 11th, 1962. Okay, yeah. Uh, and the movie was released on April 18th, 1992. Television show starred Tim Conway. Joe Flynn and Ernest Borgnine. Ben. Go ahead. Uh, the Odd Couple? No. What? Idiot. Go on. Sorry. It's like Harold Klugman and somebody else. All right. And the movie, uh, the movie starred Deborah Messing, Tim Curry, and Tom Arnold. They made a stupid <laughs> TV show. <laughs> Deborah Messing. Tim Curry. Tim Curry famously plays a Russian villain in this film. I don't know about famously. Nothing about this film seems familiar to me. Rocky and Bullwinkle? No, that no. came out later. And that was Jason was, Alexander. Listen, yeah. I know that, that there's a Jason Alexander version of it. I thought maybe there was sure. also. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you were a bigger Rocky and Bullwinkle fan, you'd know that's uh, yeah, Good. I'm not. Why don't you pull a middle finger out of your hat? 
I don't even know what that means. It's Rocky Bullwinkle reference. Yeah, cool. Yeah, no guesses. Good if you were a big Rocky Bullwinkle. All right, what is it, Alex? Mikhail's Navy. Uh, Mikhail's uh, Navy starring Tom Honor. I forgot. Uh, oh, I, I, I get Deborah that one. Messing was even in. No, yeah. and I get that one confused with the Kelsey Grammer one. Down, Down Periscope. Periscope. Down Periscope. Which is I, the better movie? I tried hard. The best to one of them all is Sergeant Bilko. Yes, I don't even is. see Bilko's in a different class for me. Right. Like they're that's that's way better than Down Periscope. I tried very hard to uh, to include the female lead, uh, obviously until Lucy. Uh, Lucille Ball invented lady cameras. You couldn't capture women on television all the time. So some of these don't have any women leads. Of course, why they would were they? made between 1960. Uh, <laughs> I'm filming women got, uh, they, they got ideas. Men didn't like that, I guess. Uh, so, uh, so in that vein, here we go. With <laughs> <laughs> those caveats There put were down. women in this show. Uh, but they were almost always in trouble. So the television, <laughs> uh, the television show debuted in uh, on October fifteenth, nineteen fifty nine. The movie came out on June third, nineteen eighty seven. So nineteen eighty seven. Nineteen eighty seven. Eighty seven. From fifty nine. Yeah. No. The television show starred Bruce Gordon, Nicholas George uh, Iade, mm, okay. and Robert Stack. Bob Stack. Yep, <laughs> from uh, from uh, unsolved, mysteries. unsolved mysteries. Yeah, and he is the. Um, it's in basketball. No, he's the uncle of somebody. Anyway, somebody... the movie starred Patricia Clarkson, Andy Garcia, and Kevin Costner. In nineteen ninety two, nineteen eighty seven, Kevin Costner, Patricia Clarkson, and Andy Garcia. No way out. No, I'll give you one final character actor in this film: Sean Connery. Sean Connery and Kevin Costner. Yeah, Brad. 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 Er, yeah, no, go ahead. Wait. No, no, go ahead and guess, Brad. You are so clever. You've got it. That's what I thought. No, TV I'm a- show devoted in 1959. <sighs> <laughs> I I was gonna say Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. That but is incorrect. Yeah. The correct answer is The Untouchables. Ah, uh, shit. Oh, my yeah. God. Wow. 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 Yeah. Not I'm definitely not thinking TV Robert show. Yeah. Stack. Like, Robert Stack, famously Elliot Ness. Wow. Fucking, yeah, spaced on that one. Nice uh, job, You want to do one more? Yeah. We'll do one more. One yeah. more. One more. All right. Uh, Fuck it. Let's do them all. <laughs> well, there's, I guess there is only two more. So, wait, <laughs> uh, so the television show debuted on September 18th, 1965. The movie came out on June 20th, 2008. Mm. Television show starred Barbara Felton, Edward Platt, and Don Adams. No. The movie starred Anne Hathaway, Alan Arkin, and Steve Carell. Brad. Go ahead. Get smart. That is correct. Oh, nice. Uh, Missed it by that much. Yeah, that's that's fun. And then- uh, Was the that la- any good? It's Okay. I think the movie's. I think the movie's kind of decent. fun. The movie's it's okay. Fun. It's fun. Movie's okay. Uh, and it's then not, finally, it's not, it's not actively bad. It, it's fine. Yeah, it's got to be better than Dirty Work. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the last one I have. Uh, this one is a little bit uh, in reverse. Uh, so the television show debuted on September twenty first, two thousand and sixteen. Oh. The movie came out March sixth, nineteen eighty seven. Oh. See, here's the one that did a TV show later. 
2016 was the TV show. Uh huh. I'm gonna go it? through the names. I, I know. I know this. Um, I'm gonna go going. through the names a little slowly because I, once I get to the names, it's gonna be very obvious. You're doing the movie first. I'm gonna do the television show first. Oh, okay. Uh, the television show. Uh, this character in the television show would plays by Keisha uh, Sharp. It's not Twin Peaks, right? And it, it is not. Okay. Uh, in the movie, the 1987 movie, the same character was played by Darlene Love. Of course. Yeah. Famous. So Darlene Love and Keisha Sharp. Uh, the the uh, the same thing here in the television show. This character was played by Damon Wayans. Ben. Oh. Ben. Oh. Ben. 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 Lethal Weapon. Yes. There you go. Jesus. That's long enough. Yeah. Yep. My brother worked on that show in, in Hollywood. That's how I knew it. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's not It's not a TV trivia game. I like that. So Thanks for so doing yeah, that, so you know, That was your game, buddy. That was good. Shine, you're hot on TV, go. but uh, like all your favorite movies came from it. Thanks, buddy. He does so. He does like movies. I do love the movies. Some some call them cinema. And he does enjoy TV as well. Guys, we did it. Go flicks yourself. Nate Laux, Brad Roman, Alex Pappas, friend of the pod. Thanks sure, for being okay, here, Thanks for having me. Find us online, goflixyourselfpod.com. Leave us a voicemail. Voicemail. Those are fun. Voicemails are fun. Uh, do your best Ben song impression. That would be hilarious again. Jude, you're still my favorite. Uh, follow us on all the socials, all the stuff. We love you. Bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?